Joshua 4, uh, start reading verse 1. It came to pass when all the people were clean, passed over the Jordan, that the Lord spake unto Joshua, saying, Take you twelve men out of the people, out of every tribe a man. Command them, saying, Take ye hence out of the midst of the Jordan, out of the place where the priest's feet stood firm, twelve stones, you shall carry them over with you and leave them in the lodging place where you shall lodge this night. Then Joshua called the twelve men whom he prepared of the children of Israel out of every tribe of man. And he said unto them, Pass over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of Jordan. Take up every man of you a stone upon his shoulder, according to the number of tribes of the children of Israel, that this may be a sign among you. That when your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What mean ye by these stones? Then ye shall answer them, That the waters of Jordan were cut off before the ark of the Lord. When it passed over the Jordan, the waters of Jordan were cut off, and these stones shall be made unto a memorial for the children of Israel forever. Skipping down to verse 19, The people came up out of Jordan on the tenth day of the first month and encamped in Gilgal in the east border of Jericho, and those twelve stones which they took out of the Jordan did Joshua pitch there in Gilgal. Amen. We're continuing on our our series about crossing over the Jordan. Amen. Turn to a few people, greet them in the name of the Lord tonight, and you may be seated. Amen. We've been tracking the nation of Israel as they have been camped at the Jordan River. Uh, Forty years later when they first came there. Uh, But this time they are making the preparations and preparing to cross over into the promised land that God intended for them to uh, inherit and step into 40 years earlier. But they had to get rid of all the disbelief in the camp, and that took uh, 40 years. That entire generation uh, didn't have the faith uh, to go across that river. And they consecrated themselves, as we've been talking about. They came together in unity to each carry their own weight. They had to carry the ark on their shoulders. Um, And they came together as a body in one mind and one spirit. And they made a concerted effort uh, to push through the barriers and break down the strongholds that were before them, uh, symbolized by that Jordan River. And then when they finally stepped into the river, the waters were told dried up. And as big as the Jordan River was, especially at that time as it was overflowing, uh, we know that our God is bigger. Our God is bigger than that, bigger uh, than any kind of physical manifestation, and bigger than any uh, any foe that we might feast, uh, might might face, whether physical or spiritual. We know that our God is greater, and we know that God has plans for His people, and they're 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 plans of promise and prosperity. They're not plans to, to stay here in one place, but. There are always plans to go forward in God and to cross over into uh, new territories in Him. Uh, they're not uh, to stay in the old old plans or stale plans, but God likes taking His people into new places. 
into new dimensions, higher heights in God and deeper depths in God, uh, some place that you've never been before, that's where God wants to take each and every one of us. Uh, wherever we're at in God, uh, it, it's good, but uh, we know that there's more beyond. There's, there's even more places that God wants to take us, but we can't get comfortable where we're at. We can't get comfortable staying in this place, wherever it may be, because we know that God has places for us to go, and it may be we have to cross through some barriers and pull down strongholds in our lives um, as individuals and as a body. Uh, in order to move forward in God, because if if you've been here before, uh, then that means you really haven't progressed much, right? We we should be desiring to see new scenery, new places, and new new levels and new experiences in God. And if if we've seen the same old thing, that means we might be walking in circles like the children of Israel did for forty years until they are able to move forward in God. And so. Israel had been to the Jordan River before, as I've said, and we know, but they never crossed it. They fell back. They, uh, I guess, backslid, if you will, and they lived in a wilderness state for 40 years. Not much new experiences for them, not any new encounters with God, but they were just kind of stuck in their state and uh, but because they didn't have the faith to go where God wanted them to go. I mean, of all things to be said, we should at least have some faith uh, in reserve for what God wants to do in our lives. Even though we face uh, uh, life each and every day and we go through hardships and trials, uh, it, it, it may drain our faith, but we can't allow it to take all of our faith. We need to hold on to faith. Even just a mustard seed of faith is enough to please God and to move mountains in our lives. So keep on believing for God to do the impossible. Amen. And so Israel, they, they, they originally didn't have the faith, but here with Joshua and this new uh, younger group, I guess, uh, newer generation of people, they were able to uh, walk across the Jordan River. The previous generation, I don't know if they even considered about how they were going to get across the river. Uh, they were just focused on what was behind it, the, the giants. Uh, but here, uh, when you had the faith to believe, that you can see the, the river just dry right up. Uh, if anything is to be dry, it should be our enemy. It should be the, the barriers that are uh, trying to form in front of us. It would be those old barriers or the old strongholds. Those are the things that should be dried up in our lives. Uh, that older version of ourself, uh, uh, carnality needs to dry up. Flesh, uh, the fleshly version needs to dry up. Uh, those are the things that should dry up in our lives, amen, not what God wants us to do. And when we went through the waters of baptism to get renewed, uh, refreshed in the spirit, uh, we became that new creature. Uh, old things are passed away, behold, all things become new. I, I know that we describe that as the transition that one makes from uh, being a, in the darkness, moving into the kingdom of light, and being born again as we've all experienced, but I believe and I think it's uh, necessary that we uh, are to be, should be born again uh, more than just once. Uh, we just need to be 
constantly being born again, being molded and shaped into the image that God wants us to be. Every time that we step into a new dimension, uh, we should be born again because we are somebody new. We, we are drawn that much closer to God that we're not the same person that we used to be a while ago, but we are somebody new because of where God has taken us. You can't be the same old person uh, and, t- and move into a new place with God because uh, all things are becoming new and, and God is drawing us to uh, deeper depths in Him. And so growth must happen, um, and, and, and we need to, uh, when, when we're, we, we grow, uh, we're, we're used to a certain size of clothing, and hopefully we get to the, the, we get to the point in life where we're, we, we can finally buy the same size, maybe hopefully for the rest of our life, uh, but we get used to a certain size uh, of clothing, but it, even in the spirit, we don't want to have the same size of clothing. We want to always be growing and getting new clothing in God, a new covering that fits us. Uh, and that would become from the spirit of God uh, with a fresh anointing poured out in our lives, uh, uh, coming down and, and wrapping us with a new fresh mantle in God. Uh, could be indicative of growth in our lives because we have a, a new thing. But when David went to go feed his brothers... They were on the battlefield. Uh, he ended up becoming a giant killer. I don't know if he realized. He probably didn't expect that. He didn't know what was going to happen. But he, he showed up one day just delivering some food. And later that day, uh, he was a giant killer. He was, he was a, a mighty man that was used by God. It's amazing how God can just elevate somebody just in, the, in a moment's notice. Uh, because he came to serve, he came to serve his brothers, and I, I believe that if we truly learn what it means to serve one another and to prefer one another, uh, that, that God has a special uh, anointing for each and every one of us, uh, would not just to uh, serve them, but to pray for them, as as Brother Richard said on Sunday, to pray for one another. Take uh, each and every day, be praying for a brother and sister in Christ. Uh, that's serving somebody else. That's putting their needs above your needs. And I believe there's a special touch from God when we do that for one another. Amen. There's a hidden blessing in serving one another. And so when David went out uh, to face Goliath, we know the story that Saul gave David his armor and said, you need to wear this, uh, otherwise you're not going to do well out there. Uh, and David put on Saul's armor, and we know he said, I, I can't wear this. Uh, I, I haven't proven it. I haven't, I haven't tried it out. I haven't tested it, given a test run. Uh, now, physically, the, the armor of, of Saul was too big for David. Since the Bible tells us that uh, Saul was head and shoulders above the rest uh, of the people, he was uh, a taller guy than most. Uh, David, we don't really give much uh, description, physical description, but he was ruddy. He was probably smaller. Uh, and, and so while Saul's physical armor may have been too big for David, uh, Saul's anointing was too small for David. David's anointing was much, much greater than Saul's. Uh, the anointing, that the mantle that David wore uh, was too big for Saul. Saul couldn't handle David's anointing. He saw, and David did not need uh, the, the physical anointing, the physical 
uh, armor because he had God on his side. He may have been the smallest man on the battlefield that day, but not a single man could have picked up David's mantle and put it on. Why? Because it was too big for everybody else. Why? Because he knew he, he had an encounter with his God. He knew who his God was. He had a special relationship with, with Jehovah and with, through his time alone with him, uh, formed and forged that uh, mantle in his life. He had already been with God and reached dimensions that others had not reached, surpassed others in spiritual growth that many uh, did not even realize. Uh, at one level, uh, the barrier to his belief was not a river, but it was a lion. It showed up as a lion one day. That shows up as a barrier in his life. And, and the, the Bible says the anointing of God came upon him and David slew uh, the lion by the power of God. But it didn't stop there. He didn't kick back and relax. No, David kept on pursuing and, and going uh, further in God and growing in God. And guess what? Uh, another barrier showed up. And the next one was uh, a, a bear. And just like he did with the lion... Uh, David rose to the occasion and defeated the bear. And so those two battles paved the way for David to meet Goliath. He had to face those two barriers in his life and, and conquer them and have the faith to uh, uh, defeat those barriers. And once he did that, he was ready for anything. I mean, you, 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 you defeat a lion with your bare hands, you, you can do anything, right? I don't want to find out. I'll take David's word for it. But uh, beating a lion and a bear, uh, you're not going to be afraid of anything. And so those two barriers that David passed through paved the way for him to meet Goliath. And the only reason that David ran towards Goliath, why would you run towards a giant, uh, unless you were confident that Goliath was going to go down. David was absolutely confident that that uncircumcised Philistine that was defying the, the armies of God, that he knew that he was going to go down. Why? Because he had already went through many other barriers, a lion and a bear, and this, this uh, giant was going to be just like them. If God can use you to defeat a lion, he can use you to defeat a giant or any kind of barrier that stands in your way. Uh, and so here he was, showed up to serve, and he ended up being a giant killer. Everyone would love to defeat Goliath, to be on center stage. Uh, the spotlight immediately uh, shone down upon David. But the truth is, is that you can't defeat, if you can't defeat your private battles, if you can't defeat the lion when nobody's around, and then you won't be ready for Goliath when he shows up. If you can't slay the bear while nobody is watching, then you won't be ready for Goliath when he shows up because you have to defeat the lion and you have to defeat the bear. We, we can say that the lion represents Satan and the, the, the spirit of, of darkness because Satan is as a roaring lion uh, seeking whom he may devour. Uh, and, and so if the, the spirits of darkness come against you and, and you're not able to defeat them on your own, you're not going to be able to defeat any, any greater giant that may come uh, down the road. Uh, and, and so how confident and how prepared will you be to face Goliath if you have not defeated a lion or a bear? 
But we have the Holy Ghost speaking in, in, speaking in tongues. And uh, we know that the Bible says we have been given power over all the enemy. Uh, and so there's not an enemy out there that can defeat us through the Holy Ghost if we allow the Spirit of God to, to lead us and guide us and cover us uh, and submit to him. Then we can defeat anything. It doesn't matter what it is. But we have to learn to humble ourselves enough through prayer and fasting and through uh, allow, allow the power of God to flow through us so that we can defeat whatever foe may come against us. And, and so the bear represents flesh because your flesh is a bear. It's always there with you and the appetite uh, uh, of carnality is, is strong and atrocious. And if you can't defeat the, the flesh and get dominion over the flesh, uh, then you're not going to be able to conquer uh, Goliath when he uh, comes your way. And so the, the bear is the battle that you have to defeat all by yourself, all alone. And if you can't get control over your flesh, uh, you're probably not going to be charging a, a giant anytime soon. If we can't get control over our flesh and uh, 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 and and over the over the lions in our life, then we're not going to be able to kill any giants or any stronger uh, barriers that may uh, be preventing us from going to where God wants us to go. Uh, and, and so uh, that is what we each have to do individually. Um, but we can't get lost in the mix when the body comes together and we assemble together and. Uh, you know we're a, we're we're a big hoorah. We're we're excited, and and the the power of God hap moves in this place, and uh, we get excited, and all those things. Uh, momentum really happens on Sundays and and midweek services and in prayer. Those things are to help keep us going uh, and continue to fight the forward progress in our life with God. Uh, and, and so even the most carnal person can come come to church on Sunday and 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 be and be shoved by the, the moving of the Spirit and be caught up in the mix of everything and, and think everything is going on and, and everything is great. But uh, what happens is once uh, everything dies down and, and we go home and we, we, uh, uh, we're all by ourselves, uh, that's when really the, we make the decisions, are we carrying that momentum? Uh, are we continuing to fight by ourselves or we just, do we only just fight on Sundays? We need to be fighting each and every day of our lives because the battle is out there when we're alone. The, the lion shows up when nobody else is around. The bear comes when nobody else is around. And so that's where the battles are each and every day in our lives. And there's really not a crowd there. It's just us and God and us and, and whatever, whatever uh, foe tries to come into our lives, uh, that's where the battles are won. And so uh, we, we, we show up on Sundays and we get a big urge and a big push and big momentum, but it's on us individually to take that fire back home, to take that momentum back home and, and help push us through the week uh, to reach even higher dimensions than God on our own. Because if it's, if it's just on Sundays and we're just kind of hopping from one, one week to another with not much happening in between and, and not much growth or progress happens uh, when we're just hopping from one service to another. But when, when, when Joshua and Israel, they were crossing over the Jordan River, this was building a, a momentum building moment. Uh, you can imagine the, uh, uh, the morale of them, uh, of the whole nation uh, when they're seeing just the waters part. I mean, you know, 
uh, nothing can stand in their way if the, the rivers uh, are drying up. Uh, and so that became a, a, a time of a momentum building that was going to push them into the promised land, into the places that God had for them. But we see in, in Joshua chapter 4 verse 6 uh, that this may be a sign among you that when your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, what mean ye these stones? You shall answer them that the waters of Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord when it passed over. The waters of Jordan were cut off, and these stones shall be a memorial unto the children of Israel forever. And, and so those 12 stones that they, they, they grabbed right out of the riverbed, uh, uh, that it, again is a miracle in itself that the, river, the riverbed is dry. Uh, I was talking to somebody last week or earlier about that. Um, how that's really a, a miracle in itself because if you just if you just took away the water, imagine how how much mud and sediment is at the bottom of a river. Uh, you can't just walk across that. You're gonna you're gonna step in and you're gonna get stuck. I don't, who knows how deep it is? But we're probably a couple feet at least, depending on the river. But for them to walk across, uh, uh, millions of people to walk across and pick up rocks out of the riverbed, that is a miracle in itself. And that God told them to do that, that would become a memorial to them. And they set those stones up in Gilgal, the first place they came, right across the river. And it was the first place in the promised land, marked the beginning of this new phase in their life. Uh, the new dimension or new uh, place in God. And so the starting point of Israel's sovereignty and rule as a nation began there that day in the, nation, in the city of Gilgal. Because in Gilgal, they stepped into something greater than what they ever had before. It was a turning point in their walk with God. It was marked by 12 stone memorial. Gilgal was the beginning of it all, and Gilgal really, its name really kind of means momentum. Things just start getting going, uh, start building up there in Gilgal. And so uh, there's, in the beginning, there's always a starting place, a starting point, uh, a transition point or a place of change or a moment of change or even, a, even an event. Sometimes events are, are indicators of that. Uh, things may tend to start out slowly, but they begin to pick up speed and pick up more momentum. And after it gets going, uh, just the sheer momentum can push things uh, that are, are very large and, and move things out of its way. Anything that is rolling is going to have momentum, will plow through anything in, in its path. Uh, you, you, you get a big, giant raw ball uh, rolling and, and once that keeps, once that picks up speed, that that becomes destructive. It go through buildings at a fast enough speed. Anything, any projectile that goes that fast just just demolishes things that's in its way. Uh, and, and so this describes Israel perfectly. Once they crossed over the Jordan River into the Promised Land, the first night in Gilgal began this this journey uh, of, of, of living and, and sleeping in the place that God had promised for them. Uh, and, and so God says here, it's going to begin here in Gilgal with these memorial stones. 
it, it took six days walking around Jericho, but by the seventh day, they had the momentum uh, to uh, tear down the walls. And I know they didn't do it, but they had to keep that momentum and build that momentum up for six days, march around once, but the seventh day, uh, march around seven times, talk, uh, talking about momentum. Uh, and that uh, was what God needed for them uh, to be obedient and for his will to be done. And they watched the, the walls of Jericho come crashing down. There was not an enemy that could stand before them. Uh, fear fell on everyone in the land. Uh, fear was already on the enemy uh, before they even came there. Can you imagine the, the fear and the terror that spread through the land once the walls of Jericho actually came down? Because nobody has defeated Jericho. Nobody was able to tear down those walls, but Israel did through the help of God. And so Israel was now on the move. They were, had this momentum pushing, uh, pushing them deeper and deeper into the promises of God, conquering enemies and taking hold of the promises of God. They had the momentum and they had God on their side. And every place that the sole of their feet would rest, that the Bible says that God would give them. And so I know that God is leading us through a river and through barriers and strongholds in the spirit. And he's leading us into a new realm in uh, the spirit. And I, I pray that each of us will, will make a memorial of, of this time just as Israel did by taking those stones out of the river that we too uh, uh, do that in our life. That we don't want to forget about what God has done, uh, done for us or where he's brought us from. That may this year, may this season become a, a turning point in our life, in our walk with God, that he can carry us into a new dimension with him, uh, building upon each other service after service, day after day. God is slowly building in our lives and he's slowly uh, pushing us forward uh, to the places that he has in store for us. And so may we step on new ground each and every day. We don't want to step on the old ground or, or, or trodden down ground. We want to step on a new ground, a new place in God. Wake up each day uh, and experience something new in God. Beginning in Gilgal was the momentum where it led them to greater things. And, and so we, we take the momentum and the excitement that is garnered by uh, all of us together uh, when we gather together where we tear down uh, giants and strongholds together as a body. Uh, but we return home to our homes, back to our private life, back to the hillside like David, uh, where he conquered those private battles. Back there is where the lion and the bear roam. And if we are not sober, and if we are not vigilant, uh, uh, that old bear will come back. That, that old habit can easily be picked back up. Just because we defeated one uh, a devil one time doesn't mean he, he's not going to come back. He may come back with even more of his friends. And uh, we always got to be uh, on, the, on the alert because uh, if we're constantly 
moving forward and desiring to go forward in God, the enemy is going to keep uh, trying to pull us down and drag us back because the devil does not want us going into new territory. The devil does not want us baptizing more people. He doesn't want us fit, praying for people and they're, they're healed and, and filled with the Holy Ghost. The devil does not want that. And so if he can do anything in our lives to hold us back or to try to trip us from that happening, uh, he's going to do that. Amen. So we got to be uh, uh, on alert as always. And so building up these memorial stones uh, or, or altars, it, it, we can, I guess, uh, supplement altars in there as well. That'll do, that'll do good too. Uh, marks the place uh, of no return where, we're, hey, we're not going back. We've crossed over this barrier. We have went through this problem, this situation. I'm going to do everything in my power not to go back in the, the backward direction, but i got to keep on moving forward. I, uh, how many have been through a, a, a trial or a situation that you don't ever want to deal with again? That you, Whatever it takes, I don't want to go through that again. Uh, and so that should be uh, our mindset in God, that we don't want to go back. We want to keep going forward. We want to see new things in God, fight new giants, fight new devils, tear down more strongholds in God. We don't want to go back and keep fighting the same old things. we got to go forward in God. Amen. So musicians, if you would come. The memorial stones uh, are uh, indicative of the place. Uh, of where God has done the miraculous in our life, uh, done something great, and we are uh, turning uh, from where we used to be and moving into a new direction in God. If, if we don't build memorials in our life, then we will end up like the person probably we used to be. If we, if we don't uh, think back of what God has done for us and, and, and look back at those altars and revisit those altars and revisit those memorials, uh, we'll, we'll just walk around and we'll slowly uh, decay back into that person that we used to be like. Uh, but God has done so much for us. He's brought us so much. We don't need to go be go back to Egypt. We gotta stay uh, stay in the Promised Land where God has called us to be and explore what God is doing in our lives. Uh, and so we must build memorials in our life, constantly, and building altars. If God has ever healed your body, then you build a memorial. You don't forget about that. You write that down uh, because it's after that. It's after that miracle. It's after that healing. Does it recharge your life and recharge your, your faith and, and, and you're pumped up? Why? Because God has done something for you. And we take that, we got to take that momentum and keep pushing forward. If God done, did that for me, he can do it for you. If he's filled you with the Holy Ghost, he, uh, he can fill you with the Holy Ghost. If he pulled me out of that miry clay, he can pull you out of that miry clay. If he's blessed you financially, he can bless somebody else financially. He can open doors again in your life because he's done it before. We've got the proof. We've got the evidence. We've got the memorial uh, that has happened in somebody's life. But we got to continue uh, looking at those things to help direct our steps forward. Building a memorial of the great things of God has done in our life because he has been so good to us. He has blessed us beyond measure. Uh, we didn't deserve any of this, but God has been good to us. And so the more we build, the farther that we're going to get from our past. 
The more memorials we build, the further we're, we're away from our past. The more altars we build, the further we get back, get away from that carnality and that flesh. We got to keep that behind, keep those on the altar, and we got to move forward. And so the more memorials and more altars in our life, the further we are from where we used to be and the closer we are to where God wants us to be. Amen. The reasons we build memorials are to increase our faith. Uh, to, to many times, too many times we forget about what God has done for us. Um, and, and so uh, looking back, that can recharge our faith because God was faithful for me back then. He brought me through that back then. He'll be there for me today. Uh, and it's helped to increase the faith of, faith of others uh, uh, so that we can help encourage others in, in the Lord. And uh, because if we're down and we're depleted, we surely can't encourage anybody else, can we? We're, we're barely hanging on ourselves. And so uh, memorials and altars help do that in our lives. A a amen. And, and so uh, they also are indicative of what God has done for you, the victories that he has done uh, the devil will try to tell you that they didn't happen or try to keep you from going back and re replaying those things in your mind. Uh, but uh, we need to keep those fresh in our mind. If you stand with me tonight. Achan, Achan was there for it all. He was there for all the great services. He was there for the powerful moves of God. He, he saw the hand of God move in his life and all around him. He watched the Jordan River dry up. He even walked across on the dry ground, the miracle of the dry ground. Achan himself walked across that. Achan was in the middle of it all. The momentum just carrying Achan. He obviously probably wasn't doing much uh, individually because of of the actions we see him take, but he was caught up in it all. The momentum and the forward progression of God, and uh, uh, and he just got caught up in it. And there, he was there at the siege of Jericho. He watched the walls come down. He, he saw so many great things in his life. And yet, once he got over into the promised land, it's like he forgot everything. It's like he forgot the commandments of God that says, do not touch anything or, or leave all the spoils for me. Those are, those are dedicated and consecrated to the Lord. He forgot about the, uh, himself on the other side when they consecrated said, because God is going to come down in our midst. He, he, he got over there and he, he forgot it all. He forgot his commitments. He forgot the commandments of God because it really wasn't down in his heart. He just kind of got caught up in it all. The momentum, like I said, momentum can carry a lot of people and carry a lot of things forward. But that doesn't mean that we can sustain it on our own. Uh, we have to do it. We have to get to that point where we uh, sustain the momentum and we allow it and we use it to help uh, uh, boost ourselves personally. Uh, that way we can become stronger and better and therefore the body gets stronger and better. Because if the individual members are stronger, then the body as a whole becomes stronger, right? But Achan, it never got down in his heart. He was just there, caught up. He showed up for church service, just caught up in it all. But it never really resonated in his heart. And he forgot it all. And he let his guard down. And he let things back into his life. That lion and the bear showed up for Achan. 
And he, he failed that battle. He didn't, he didn't succeed in what God had called him to do. And all the momentum that Israel had came to a screeching halt. They were so, they were so confident in their God. Uh, Ai, this small town of Ai was next. And they said, Joshua, let, let's just send a couple thousand men over. It's not going to be a problem at all. But what happened? They got beat there. Uh, men got killed there. The momentum of Israel stopped because uh, of a single person forgot who he was, forgot what God had done for them, where he had brought them from. And so we can learn from, from David and Achan that the fighting is not really over. There's always going to be a battle to wage. There's always a war to fight. And the real battle is not when everyone is watching. The real battle is not when all people, everybody shows up. The real battle is not here on Sundays uh, when we kill giants together. But the real battle is always where the lion and the bear dwell. And that is at home on the hillside when it's just you and God. That's where the real battles are in life. When, when nobody knows what's going on, when nobody is watching, that's where the battle is won. That, nobody was watching Achan when he was in the midst of the, the, the spoils. Nobody was watching him, and he's like, hey, I'm going to pick some of this up. Fighting the good fight of faith is when we're fighting it at home. The faith at our home in our personal life is that's the faith that defeats the lion and the bear. It's faith in our hearts uh, that builds up in our personal life that whenever we see a river, we see the Jordan River and we say, that's, that's nothing for my God. Joshua, it was already in his heart. He, he wasn't scared about Jordan River. He wasn't scared about the giants. It was already in his heart. He knew. He had the personal uh, faith and the personal walk with God that he knew that nothing was too great for his God because he built altars in his life. He built memorials. He, he knew what God had done and what he can do. And, and so he knew that nothing was going to stand in their way. And that's where it comes down to our individual life and individual relationship with God uh, that really sustains any type of momentum uh, that we, we collect here and we, we're a part of when we join together as a body uh, at the church. Um, because I, I know God is, is moving us. He's moving us in the direction where he wants us to go towards the promised land into a deeper realm of the spirit where, where miracles, signs, and wonders are happening and uh, they're going to become a, a regular occurrence. They're not just going to be as sporadic, but I believe we're going to see them everywhere. Everywhere we look, there's going to be miracles, signs, and wonders. Why? Because we're ready. We're walking in that dimension where people will be lined up to be baptized in Jesus' name. That's where God wants us to go. That's where he's taking us, where people are going to be filled with the Holy Ghost and speaking in other tongues. Amen. But we got to be ready. we got to prepare ourselves and consecrate ourselves for the revival that God is stirring up in our midst. How many are excited for where God's going to take us? we got to unite together and believe that anything is possible. Amen. Defeat the lions in our life, the bears in our life when nobody's around and we're going to go forward in God. Amen. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together tonight and believe that he can do anything. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's a lion or a bear or a giant, amen, he's going to defeat them through us. Amen. 
Hallelujah. We wait on you. We wait on you, Jesus. To work in our lives. We worship you. To lead us and guide us to the place we worship you called us to be, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. I live to praise you, Lord. I live to praise you, Lord. 
worship you. Oh, let's lift up the Lord tonight. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Blessed be your name. We thank you, Lord, for all that you've done in our lives. We thank you, Lord, for where you're going to take us and what you're going to do through us. God, help us to surrender and submit to you and your word. We thank you. We give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. We're going forward in God. We're going to cross barriers and Jordan rivers and giants and lions and bears are going to be defeated. Great things are in store for the people of God. Amen.